0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Problem with Bob. And today we're going to pose a question. It's a mystery. What am I going to do as a business? I'm actually getting quite excited about the prospect of NFTs, but not because NFT is a business, because NFT allows a business. You know, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, are essentially a way of saying that this product belongs to this. Um, this is an asset that has a firm uh, place, that has a, a distinct um uh identification as opposed to another asset and it can be sold and resold and it and it uh, confers ownership and so this is not actually a business model this is a enabler of a business and so i think i'm going to marry something up with nfts i'm seriously considering um uh developing a visual product a product that can be used uh, by anyone that they can resell uh, talk let's say it's software or let's say it's a program let's say it's a digital art uh, so this is something that I need to look into uh, because I feel that I'm actually a creator there's a uh, can I say artistic am I allowed to say that I don't know. It sounds kind of pretentious. But uh, let's say I I like to express myself. I like to put my ideas out there. I like to create content, uh, whatever that means. Uh, So for me, it's an exploration not of the content and not of you and not of the market and not of uh, the possibilities that are out there, but it's uh, exploration of what I can do. And I think that's really what, if you're going to create content, it really becomes what can I do? What what do I have inside of me? So it's really an inner exploration. <sighs> so what else has been happening in my life? I'm working out in the desert, working out in the goldfields. I'm on break at the moment, uh, looking to change jobs. Um, I actually went for a pre-employment medical and ran into this um, this doctor, and this is a problem that. Um, that Bob has and this is um, something is my cholesterol was high but it was high by design uh, because as we know as science has already told us cholesterol is no longer a um, a, a heart risk a risk for you know y- your heart is not a risk from high total cholesterol it's much more complex than that and I don't think the medical profession has actually been um applying the right thinking to cholesterol um, ever since they came up with the idea Uh, a lot of us driven by consensus opinion uh, not really science and all the research every piece of research study uh, scientific analysis since 2010 has comprehensively debunked cholesterol as a cause or high cholesterol as a cause of heart disease it simply isn't it's something else entirely and the doctors got it wrong. But anyway, I ran into an old-school doctor and he's a gatekeeper. And what you have to do with gatekeepers, you have to try and make them happy. So it wasn't a bad thing because my cholesterol was high. I said, well, it has to be high because I'm, I'm uh, fasting. And when you fast, your cholesterol goes up, uh, which is something curious <laughs> that I knew. But when you eat a lot, especially if you eat a bit, a bit more uh, foods that contain a little bit more glucose, um, healthy foods like fruit and maybe natural honey unprocessed raw uh, then you become then uh, become more satiated your liver produces less cholesterol more um, glycogen uh, comes in through your gut and your uh, your cholesterol readings as total cholesterol will go down and hopefully uh, all the ratios will be the way that uh, you want them to see Uh, But it's really curious to find out that uh, that none of the theories, none of the old thinking around cholesterol are actually right or even scientifically formulated. Uh, They were built on a narrative, an edifice that uh, that is very hard to tear down. I ran into a doctor who went absolutely apoplectic at my cholesterol levels. I said, but this is what I intended. That's why I'm so healthy. (laughs) Wrong thing to say to someone who's... um, who's still stuck in the 1980s so um, the curious thing is this wasn't an old doctor he was fairly young ish like 40 maybe 30 I don't know sort of in that range and to be thinking like that in 2022 my god anyway so uh, like I said not a bad thing and the reason why it's not a bad thing is because I, I did a bit of online research and I discovered that I can actually modulate my cholesterol results simply by changing um, how I live and eat for several days beforehand. What I did is I, I left the uh, the medical, the place of a medical uh, uh, examination for my pre, pre-occupational med, um, um, examination and I went I passed everything, by the way, just in case you're you're curious. Everything from blood pressure to uh, functional mobility was pretty perfect and way ahead of uh, anyone my age. Um, And I am boasting, but I'm boasting because I've earned the right to boast. You know, I've been keto for five years. Not not just keto. I go high carb sometimes, and I feel just as good as when I'm a low carb. So I'm I'm feeling great. Anyway, uh, I feel like, and I exercise not too much. Uh, and I, you know, I, I'm basically aware of um, what my body's doing, and I don't fall for the uh, medication trap. So anyway, there I am, um, leaving the examination, having had this, um, this, uh, I guess this ideology of fear that the medical profession revolves around. Unknowingly, I mean, this doctor actually thinks he's helping people and, but they're actually what he's doing is he's transferring fear uh, to people for no reason. So I left there, I, I poked my head around, I said well I'll get a, a proper cholesterol test done uh, rather than the pinprick, uh blood test that they gave me uh, which showed a cholesterol reading over 10. Now people say that's really, really high, couldn't care less, cholesterol healthy, I'm on no medications, I have perfect health markers. So anyway, I, I poked my head into the door of the first uh, me- medical centre I came to because I knew no doctors. I'm in Perth, Western Australia, and, and here things are a little bit old-fashioned. a bit of a backwater, I guess. But I found uh, uh, a medical practice. I went in, looked at the receptionist, looked around. and said, ah, 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 this, these people are neurotic about cholesterol as well, and they don't know what they're doing. I just decided that this is just, um, you know, the public public medical service provider, standard, clueless, medicate people up the eyeballs type of practice. So I had a look at a few others in my area. Then I went to this website, uh, don't know if I should be promoting them or not, but it's Low Carb Doctors Down Under, which is, Down Under is a, if she's not from Australia, it's a term uh, denoted to mean Australia. So Low Carb Doctors Down Under, and uh, then I also looked up, uh, just Googled low-carb doctors Perth uh, and eventually came to this uh, practice. I want to, I'm i not going to say their name right now because I don't have license to say so, but went in there, saw a very clued in young, young doctor. Uh, he was so, so clued into what I was doing. I felt so relieved. <laughs> and you know, him and I came up with a plan to lower my cholesterol using nothing but eating. Uh, changing to the way I eat for several days before my next test. And so I'm practicing that now and I'm going to have my next test and I'm going to resolve the problem. And it's so good to find out little hacks like that, uh, little things that can help you to overcome these um, this army of experts that we surround ourselves with, you know, because we think that that's the right way to do it. You've got a medical problem. Just do what your doctor tells you. Got a financial problem? Just do what your accountant tells you. Got a legal problem? Make sure you consult a lawyer. <laughs> but at the at the end of the day, guys, your well-being and what's best for you may not be um, what's deliverable from a professional perspective. Okay, so how did I? How do you lower your cholesterol naturally? It turns out that your liver produces more cholesterol when you're intermittently fasting now fasting intermittently or missing breakfast or just having one meal a day or you know switching it up sometimes eating one meal a day sometimes that tends to increase your cholesterol because what the liver does it senses no fat coming in no glycogen coming in either glycogen is a result of, uh, of carbohydrate consumption so notice, notices none of these things coming in and what does it do it naturally increases your cholesterol production your internal engine that produces its own cholesterol in order to um, to keep all your systems going in the optimal way that's all it is It's nothing more than that that's why i've got high cholesterol it's nothing to do with your heart Nothing to do with what you're doing wrongs. Nothing to do with your fitness. It's just your liver, you know. Saying, "Well, you're not eating much, so we'll make more cholesterol." And happy days. <sighs> anyway, got it off my chest. So now to lower my cholesterol, I'm eating raw honey. I'm eating uh, fruits, uh, which I didn't because I I like I preferred to be in the state of a high state of ketosis, but it doesn't hurt me to eat a lot of um, carbs from time to time so i'm eating peaches stone fruit i just prefer them to apples which i don't like and to sh- over fruit uh ah, you can you you pick them i just i just like stone fruits i think they're fantastic so anyway uh honey unprocessed raw stone fruits, um, sweet potatoes, yeah that's it, that's it, that, that, uh, that'll effectively um, be a, a raised intake of carbs for me and as you, and no, no intermittent fasting for few, several days before your cholesterol test and your cholesterol comes down, that's it. So we're going to give that a go, uh, it's obviously a little bit experimental. So I will. I promise to let you guys know how it goes. Um, my next test is only a couple of weeks away because I'll be out in the bush until then. Uh, okay, so I've been rabbiting on for 11 minutes and 43 seconds. Back to business. So the business plan I have uh, actually is... And I would love to hear from a developer or designer or someone who'd like to partner up with me. I want to create... Um, one-off cyber clocks or virtual clocks with special artwork all around it swirling patterns, different ways of projecting the time something that can be form a, a wallpaper or maybe or a screen that can be displayed on a smart watch something that can be shown on a computer, something that can be shown on your smartphone, uh, in a very unique artistic style, that tells you the time. And these are clocks, and they're attached to an NFT. So you can buy, it's a little bit like buying a very expensive Swiss watch, except this probably won't be expensive, but it will be unique and you will be the only one who has it because you will have an NFT attached to it. Uh, that is my idea. Uh, it's essentially a, a, a bespoke business model. Uh, I'm sure once I start up and it starts to go well, other people will come into the field. No problems. Competition is uh, what they call it, it's uh, confirmation of your idea. <sighs> Yeah, that's what I came up with. Uh, one tiny little wrinkle. I don't actually have the software knowledge to do it on my own. So I'm going to make a call out to anyone who wants to partner up with me who has, who's good with, um, uh, with design and really good with uh, computer design in particular, especially user interface. We'll see if we can put together a little clock uh, little little virtual cyber wristwatch that needs no uh um, that already had for which there's already a demand and for which there's a bit of status involved maybe we can design something that has a particular look that tells people watch that you're buying a premium product <laughs> Something that you can show off—you can just ostentatiously pull out your, your smartwatch, open up the screen, and there it is. There's your your um, your unique, artistic, really clever-looking watch. Dynamic, dynamic with fluids, with fluid action. That's what I want to do. That's my vision. So feedback is good. No feedback doesn't matter I'm going to go ahead with it anyway so love to make it work Uh, yeah and uh, I don't know if that inspires you or not (laughs) I don't even know if it's a good idea to tell you my idea first but bugger it let's go down this journey together if you want to copy me you go right ahead and copy me that's fine I don't care And I welcome your participation. I welcome your listening. And uh, yeah, yeah. So let's get back to to my rant. My rant about professionals. (laughs) Now I'm ranting. But you know, like when you go to a lawyer, he's not looking after your best interests, even though you think he is. No, 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 no. They're conducting a legal contest on your behalf. Right. If there's no legal contest, there's nothing for them to do. A doctor, if you look at his certificate, does not have a does not have any qualifications in health. They're a member of a healthcare industry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But they aren't qualified in health. They're qualified in the in medicine. That means pills. That means injections. That means surgery, and all of that stuff's perfectly fine and very effective in certain situations, but it is not health. So, if you want to do what's best for you, when you go to a lawyer or when you go to a doctor, you need to know what's. You need to decide. You need to decide what's best for you. You can only do that if you look into it yourself. If you know as much as these guys, you want a lawyer to conduct a legal contest on your behalf. Go in there with your eyes open. Having done your homework, knowing what you want them to do and knowing where you do not want them to cross the line. Knowing what they can do and what they can't do for you. Same with the doctor. Don't go to the doctor wanting good health. Go to the doctor because you've got a, a specific, immediate situation that needs resolution. You've been bitten by a spider or you've been, you've got a broken arm or... He, you know, you've got a, an infection that simply won't go away. Go to the doctor. That's fine. You know, don't, don't not go to the doctor when when they have specific, But do know what the limits are. Don't go and sit in that chair and say, Oh, dog, I don't feel well. What's wrong with me? Because if you haven't done your homework, they're just going to go all over you. They're going to turn you into a, into a patsy. Don't be a patsy. Go in there knowing what you want first up, knowing a lot about what they talk about. You don't have to know as much as them... You don't have to do a course in physiology, but you do have to know what they can do for you, what they can't. And I'm telling you, that piece of paper they've got on the frame, on the wall, that they spent years and years and years training for, so they can put that up there in their own consulting rooms, qualifies them to dispense medications. It's got nothing to do with health. Well, actually I'm wrong, aren't I? Because it does have something to do with your health. It absolutely does. Can't can't deny that. But it's, it's not a qualification in health. The only person who's qualified to provide you with health care is you. And the reason for that is because you, your brain, your nerves, all your senses are tied to you. They're not tied to anyone else. You're the only one who knows how you feel. You're the only one who can feel that knee joint, that arthritis, that can feel that headache, that can feel that weird queasy feeling in your gut when when you're eating the wrong way. That feels terrible when you get up in the morning. You're the only one that feels that. So you're the only one that's qualified to monitor your own health. You know, your body is so finely tuned. It tells you exactly what you need to do. There's nothing wrong with your body. When you have high blood pressure, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just just, um, your body adapting to something that you're doing or that's happening around you. It's an adaptation. Diabetes is an adaptation. Depression, 99.99. In fact, I would say 999 times out of a 1,000. It's just an adaptation. And once you realize what it's causing it. You can choose to live with it or live without it. You can choose to go to that and pop medications if you want to, why not? You're the only one who can judge that. Do not put yourself in the hands of a professional, no matter what professional, and say, you decide what's best for me. No, 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 no. You don't do that unless you're really lazy or you don't care. If you're either of those, no judgment, just go right ahead and do what you want or let them do it to you, it's fine but if you're anything like me I'm the one who decides Uh, and I know what works and what doesn't work for me because I can feel it the doctor can't feel what I'm feeling he doesn't been down a journey I've been I'm sure they're very good but at the end of the day you know best your body knows best so that's it um please um forgive me for my rant 20 minutes and 23 seconds. Who in the hell wants to listen to someone rant for 20 minutes? Anyway, guys, uh, I love you all. You're all magical. If you're listening to this, you are truly angels. See ya.